Blog Talk Radio. Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody! Oh, yeah! If you're good man, what the rock is Woo! I'm going to have to go tell the world exactly what's on the list of Jericho. You just made the list! I want Dusty Rhodes, the legendary American dream. Well, you got all of it you can stand, baby. Nobody runs down my people. Give me a hell yeah. What? Believe that. Screw you. You're fired. Wrestling fans, are you This is the Wrestling Movie Guy. Welcome back to another episode of Just Bring It Wrestling Talk, brought to you by XF Podcast. And before we get started, and mind you, we got a lot to talk about, make sure you follow us on Twitter at XF Podcast, at XF Podcast, and at Wrestling Movie G. Well, like I said, tonight we got a lot to get through because WrestleMania 34 just came and went, and there is a lot to dissect. So we got to move quickly, people. But first, I want to give a little shout out, a little bit of love to the kickoff show. There was, uh, there was one particular match that I felt should have been on the main card. Uh, first, we're going to go down on Mustafa Ali and Cedric Alexander. They put on a clinic. It was a fantastic match. And I really believe that this should have been on the main card. What did you think, J-Dash? Uh, first off, uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us tonight. Sorry for the late start, uh, but I'm not going to miss my Bruins hockey matches so or games or every, whatever part of the country you're at. Bruins won, so we can move on. But the the how can I say this? It was a great match. Two of five is becoming entertaining. I just I just got the feeling that the WWE didn't really care about this match when you're shoving commercials in between it at WrestleMania. That made me mad. That irritated that made me really mad. Me. Um, but it's the it's the 205's championship pretty much. That's the biggest belt on 205. And you, hey, let's put it as a main, let's put it as a, in a kickoff match, and let's shove in two three commercial promos from the Ronda Rousey and the Roman Reigns. Like, geez, we do know what's happening. It's Wrestle Freaking Mania. We know the main event. Let's just get this match underway. It's gonna be about what 12 minutes. It, 
12, 13 minutes long. Let these guys show out. Let these fans who don't watch 205 Live, who do not watch uh, NXT, to fall in love with these characters. So once they get called up to Raw or to SmackDown, we're not like, oh, crap, who's this guy? Um, I like the match, and it was – I honestly, personally, I liked it better than the two Royal Rumbles that we're going to get to next. But come on, WWE. Stop shoving commercials in these matches. We we get it. We you do it during SmackDown and Raw, but come on, then WrestleMania. But besides from that, I love the match. The commercials really irritated the shit out of me in that match. Yeah, these guys are really working hard. They're trying to make 205 Live like really relevant, but WWE seems to be taking it away from them. Like you no longer see 205 Live on on Raw. Uh, I don't really see any advertisements for it anymore, even though they uh, they got a new general manager. Um, it, eh, you know, Rockstar Spud has been a lot of fun, but yeah, it's just you don't really see it. And these guys should have been given the platform to really expand 205 Live, but for some reason they they changed their mind and they put it on the kickoff show, along with the men and women's Royal Rumble match. Royal Rumble match. Uh, the Andre the Giant Memorial, and you got the uh, <laughs> the Women's uh, Championship uh, Battle Royal, which was renamed after that whole debacle. I'm not going to get into that right now. These matches were fine. Um, not going to talk about it for too long, but I will say that Matt Hardy winning and Bray Wyatt coming out to help him uh, was really cool. Uh, he's, I guess that he's reborn. <laughs> I guess that uh, he got uh, Sister Abigail it was actually deleted and they're now working together and brother Nero is back. That makes me even happier. Uh, Naomi got her spot. She got the win, even though it just kind of seemed like, uh, they, they threw out the Bailey and Sasha storyline pretty quick. Cause, uh, if you watched, uh, Bailey, uh, turned on Sasha again for like the third time. Like we keep saying this, yay, it's happening again. Uh, and Naomi comes in and snatches it from Bailey. Like it was nothing. Uh, there's not a whole lot to say um, on my side. I thought that it was fun. That's what it was. These trophies look really cheap. If they look better, maybe I'd care a little more. But they were fun. They were all right. Mm, the trophies look like they're like minor league. Not minor league. How can I downgrade that even more? They're like little league associations at your neighborhood. That you win those championships, your little league – uh, baseball associations, yay! That's what those trophies look like. Uh, the Bailey and Sasha Banks, I really want that storyline. I really want to get into more of that storyline. But the WWE is like, uh, we're going to tease you, we're going to scratch you, we're going to give you a little bit more of a back scratch. You want it, you want it. We're not going to give it to it. We're going to give it to Naomi. Uh, why did Naomi win that match? I have no idea why. There are better, there are better ladies at that time, like. Uh, Hint, hint, WWE, the people love Rusev Day. Why not, you know, have Lana mysteriously win it? There you go. Uh, but the Matt Hardy, Bray Wyatt, oh, my God, yes, 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 yes. Uh, him coming in there, about to do the sister Abigail, but then reverses it, uh, throws the guy. To, I forgot who he did. Who was the final guy? It wasn't Baron Corbin. It was – uh. Yeah, Corbin lasted a while. Oh my god, I'm drawing a blank right now myself. <laughs> who was the, the guy that got eliminated? Dang it, the last one that got eliminated. Uh, All that I can see in my head right now. I don't have 
front of me is uh, Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt, you know, coming together, you know, because Bray Wyatt helped him win. I can't, for some bloody reason, remember. <laughs> I don't have it right in front of me. But either way, it was great. It was it was fantastic. Oh, oh God, who was it? No, it was, it was Corbin. No, it, it was Corbin, actually. No, yeah, Baron Corbin was the last one. Oh, he was. I guess that okay. he's just been so somewhat irrelevant. I'm sorry to say it, man, but it's somewhat irrelevant. I just kind of forgot. He was just there. Ty Dillinger was in the match, too. <laughs> he, he had a little <laughs> bit of fun. He had a tiny, tiny little WrestleMania moment that was that, that, that was cute with the turn, turn. It was adorable. Mm. But, eh, what can you do? Yeah, there's nothing more than that. I still root for him, though. I mean, you know, it just sucks the position that he's in. But, look. You know what you, what you really want us to talk about. You want us to get to the burning down of the house. Seth Rollins, The Miz, Finn Balor. They did the official kickoff match. The intros were great, except for Finn Balor. It seemed kind of strange that he didn't come out as the demon. I, I, I don't get that. It's WrestleMania. He should be coming out as a demon, but he did not. But this was a truly class match. There were so many great spots. It was all back and forth. There were a lot of kickouts. And the ending was awesome when uh, Seth does the curb stomp on mm-hmm. uh, well, pretty much both of them. And yeah, then yep. he takes out the Miz, and you have your new champion. Uh, I like the fact that they didn't have Finn Balor actually take the loss because I think that that probably would have hurt, hurt him more. I think that it's it's better for the Miz to lose it because, well, he's the heel. You want to see him go down. But if you were to have uh, Finn uh, pin Seth, I, I think it would have done a little bit of damage. It wouldn't deteriorate him or anything, but it's like when you're chipping away at a rock, you know, there's the little cracks. I still think that Finn could move up the card, but he's kind of stuck in that middle ground. So for him to have, to have been pinned, it would have been worse. But, yeah, this was – a really cool match. And my favorite thing is definitely uh, Seth Rollins intro. I'm not a game of Thrones guy, but I recognize what it was in the blue contact lenses were a great touch. That was finico. That was good stuff. It's kind of hard to say this about this match. After the match was complete, I go, dang, that could have been a main event match at WrestleMania. That could have sold a WrestleMania headline. But not knowing what was coming, not was not knowing what was coming for us later on the show. This match almost gets overlooked. But in my opinion, and in your opinion, of course, Keisha Louise said you got the big white North Seth Rollins coming there. What burn it down? Everything's all blue. Instantly, right there, you're like, okay, this is Mr. Badass, and Finn Balor comes out with his normal Finn Balor intro. Um, I don't know I didn't when think it was really normal. Like he had a bunch of people coming with him and uh, his shirts. Like now he's wearing uh zebra gum logos. It's like, really? Uh, what's going on here? You, again, the demon, the demon, the demon, the demon. It should have been the demon. That would have been mm. so much cooler, especially with the game of Thrones touch. But it seems like both Balor and Seth Rollins, they have great in ring chemistry in Miz as well. Um, if you have time, and the listeners out there, if you have time, go look on YouTube, just basic YouTube search, and just go to WWE wrestlers behind the scenes. And it's these wrestlers with their Instagram accounts and with their Twitter accounts and with their uh, 
Snapchat, and you actually see these people in their, their real life. Ben Ballers, Seth Rollins, and The Miz are like really tight friends. So you know damn well these guys have been playing this whole situation and how it's going to end. And then by these characters and how they, you know, actually wrestled. Uh, I, I, at one point in this match, I was like, I don't mind if uh, if Miz won. I didn't mind if Balor won. I didn't mind if Seth Rollins won. But the curb stomp on Finn Balor while Finn Balor was painting the Miz was awesome. Then he does it again on the Miz and got the count. One, two, three. It was an awesome put-me-over Seth Rollins, the Monday Night Raw uh, headliner. And that's the Seth Rollins that the WWE has been trying to push for, what, about six months now, six or seven months now. Uh-huh. And they finally and they finally did it and and you know eventually the Miz would be going away for a couple of weeks maybe a month or so because of his new child um, been rumored you've been hearing that of all the wrestling sites uh, what culture WWE wrestling movie news whatever all those guys who actually have sources within the WWE uh, but I Dave really Meltzer, enjoyed this match Bill yeah. <laughs> I really one. loved this match and it's. If this was like Backlash or No Mercy or you know the minor pay per views, that this match would have headlined those uh, pay per views as a uh, as a as a main event type of match. And WrestleMania kickoff, what a way to kick it off! After this match, I was like, okay, well, how is this WrestleMania going to be? And bam, this match happened. I'm like, let's fucking go! Great way to start the show. Um, I'm gonna go see it again. That's how good this damn match was, and it's one of those. This is I can honestly say is I know this is real premature, but this WrestleMania ranks up there as my top three, possibly number one. But there are a couple matches in there. I was like, uh, uh but there I were love definitely this a lot of great things. There, yeah, there were a lot, a lot of great, great things throughout the night. I mean, there there are some things that we're gonna quibble about and. Spoiler alert, uh, when we yeah. get to Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns, is really going to get interesting. But, but did you have this feeling that this match, no matter, like, for me, I was, like, a, coming into this match, I knew this match was going to be good, but I really was hoping, like, what can they do to up it up some? And I think they accomplished that. It's like, they, oh. I knew this match was going to be good. I just, like, how how's this going to be more different than the past matches we see on Raw the past couple of weeks? And they did it. It's, that's what sold the match for me. That's a great way to kick off the show. Yeah, they lit it up. Uh, I'm sure you guys heard a few episodes ago. I had said that I wasn't really fully invested in what was going on. But the last match on the Raw before WrestleMania, they these guys did a really good job. Like They put up a great match, and I felt very confident going into this. The story, it's kind of like a movie where you could care less about the story. You want to see the action. And these guys brought it. And who else brought it? Well, I'll tell you right now, Charlotte and Asuka, because they had perhaps the best match of the night. This is definitely an A-grade match. Where to start with this? The Again, the intros were awesome. I thought Charlotte's was like perfect spot on. It was uh, just just perfect. The gold, the, the, the men in the, in the Roman outfits, bringing her down off her chariot because she's the queen. It all completely fit. Uh, Asuka, I didn't think, had as epic an intro, but it was still really cool. Like, the colors, the 3D that was coming out, uh, you know, in the stadium, like, all that stuff was great. And you talk about chemistry. Man, they got it. 
they they got it. Like the brutality of this match was so good. Charlotte looked like she was truly pushed to her limits. Kind of felt like a Goku moment because in, in the promo she was saying, you know, I, I kind of need to fight you to make myself better. Like you're the next challenge. I I need to take you on, and it was out of respect. In the same way that Goku always wants to fight and get stronger. Like I kind of felt that correlation, and it felt like. For a few moments, a number of times in the match, actually, she looked overwhelmed by Asuka. Like, oh, my God, what do I got to do to win this? You know, she takes a suplex off the ropes. Uh, just lots of good stuff. But, shocker, Asuka winds up tapping. She lost, but she also tapped. Uh, everybody, including myself, and I think you too, J-Dash, man, no, uh, no. we thought that Asuka no, was... No. Oh, no, wait, you called it. You did call it earlier in the day. I called it, boy. Go check yes, out the did. Twitter at right. Takes Up Podcast. Two hours before the event, I said the shocker of the night was going to be Charlotte beating Asuka. I, I didn't know if she was going to tap her out. I didn't know if that was going to be like a spear or, you know, the old-fashioned, uh, what's the other move she does? That's not... Figure uh, four lock. Figure four lock. Uh, but or finger eight lock. Yeah, but, finger eight. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. But still, I called it. Two people like, okay, whatever, but... Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. If you want to know the winning numbers of next week's lottery, uh, give me a call, and uh, you give me ninety percent of your winnings. Um, but besides from that, I'll I called it. That's like the, that's the <laughs> my negotiations are gonna be better than that. You give me seventy. All right, Paul Heyman. <laughs> uh, this match itself, like you had the Seth Rollins match. How can you equal top that, that or top that? This blew it away. This, because of Charlotte winning the match is the reason, in my opinion, why this match right here, this women's match, people say this is the greatest women's title match in WrestleMania history. Yes, it is as of right now. We, there is a rumor about next year's WrestleMania, which we kind of figure is going to happen. But this match Ronda is with Asuka. Yep. Uh, this, this match right here with Asuka... I didn't like it was like too like what the streak. Okay, eventually Oscar's streak is going to come to an end. It's just inevitable. But did it hurt Oscar's reputation because she lost at WrestleMania, or did it you know push her uh, kept her kept her up in the elites of the wrestling? And how it, the match ended with Oscar saying Charlotte was ready for Oscar. Perfect time to do that with much respect. Because in my opinion, that did not ruin Oscar's character, and or her storyline or her reputation, and it didn't hurt Charlotte as well. Now, preview to SmackDown. Screw you, SmackDown. Screw you, Carmelo. You ruined a great storyline that I was <laughs> genuine. But you have to say, <sighs> what an awesome match! I didn't expect Oscar to tap out, though. I expected to be like a pin somewhere, but. Uh, Again, it's another match I'd love to watch again. It felt more organic than, say, how Goldberg's streak ended. Uh, again, yes. if you guys missed it in the 90s, the way Goldberg's streak ended was just atrocious. He gets hit with a cattle prod as he's taking on Kevin Nash in the, uh, you know, the NWO or around in his corner. Uh, Scott Hall comes out with a cattle prod and hits Goldberg, and Goldberg loses to Kevin Nash and... I love Kevin Nash, but that was just terrible. It was just nobody liked that, and it pretty much killed WCW. Now, did this happen here? No. Is it questionable for Asuka to have lost? Yeah, 
probably. Yeah, there's probably some people that really dislike the fact that she lost, but it doesn't take away from how good a match it was. I was fine with Charlotte winning, mm-hmm. but not going to lie, I was I was rather shocked. I thought for sure that they'd go all the way with it and give her the gold. Do you and know the reason why it. I said Charlotte was going to win? Mm. Uh, do you remember WrestleMania three years ago? Four years ago now? Who had a well, streak? Yeah. Who had a streak going to New Orleans that was broken? The Undertaker. That's the reason why I said Oscar was going to win. Or uh, Chart was going to win. A lot of swerves in this WrestleMania. A lot of swerves. Yeah. But if you if you <laughs> want to say, if you rank the, like, I think there's like a total of 12, 13 matches. This and Seth Rollins are the top five matches of the of the event, in my opinion. Uh, the other Absolutely. three are... Are, they're going to be pretty relevant, but this one, because it's the women's match, it shows you the evolution of women athletes in the WWE, how it's become from, oh, it's, it's time to go get a coffee, some popcorn, or some hot dogs, too. I'm not leaving my seat because this is going to be a badass match. And these two women were the two women that you needed to keep this revolution alive. I don't care what happened two days later on SmackDown. This event, the biggest stage in WWE with national media coverage with 100,000 people in the stadium with millions of people around the world watching. This match right here told everybody that the women's revolution in the WWE is not going away anytime soon, and you couldn't ask Charlotte and Asuka to do any better what they did. It was a great match, very entertaining, two good storylines, and uh, hopefully we get to see this match in the future or intertwine with uh, another lady who kind of kicked ass on Sunday as well. So, yeah, I agree with all of that. And, uh, and the WWE not only proved that, but they also proved that they're still kind of sticking to the whole uh, India game plan, uh, the expansion that they're trying to do with the you know, greatest Royal Rumble going on. So Jinder Mahal wins to become the United States champion. I don't think very many people saw this coming. I'm going to ask you, obviously I'm going to ask you if you saw it coming, but I did not. I thought Randy Orton was probably going to win because they just, they really like giving Randy Orton WrestleMania moments. Even if the stories are meh, the last real big WrestleMania moment for me with Randy Orton that I truly enjoyed was when he beat Seth Rollins at WrestleMania 31. That was a sweet match. And I always think about that, but yeah, uh, this match, uh, it was all right. I mean, it just kind of was what it was. I was really hoping that Rusev day would win and that sucked. You called it that they were just throwing him in, you know, just like some hot sauce on some sweet chicken, you know. They just threw him in for a little extra flavor. They weren't going to go all the way with him. Uh, Bobby Roode, he was pretty good. There was a lot of back and forth. I liked how Rusev and uh, Jinder kind of had a uh, kind of had a little moment where uh, Jinder believed that Rusev was going to help him out, and Rusev was like, "Nah, bitch, League of Nations is over." Boom. <clears throat> starts just beating on him. Uh, it was it was an okay match. There was some stuff in it that I liked, but it just didn't feel like it had a lot of substance to it. And on top of that, really, Jinder Mahal, he had to win? Come on, man. What are we even doing out here, man? Eh, what did you think? Uh, it, 
<sighs> Where uh, it's get? really. You see that long pause I just had? That's the, yeah. It's the. I just there was so much potential in this match, and what did you get? Oh, we're gonna go back to Money in the Bank. We're gonna go back to Backlash, SmackDown brand pay-per-views from earlier this year. Randy Orton and Jinder Mahal, but this time for not for the WWE, it's for the United States title. Uh, Jinder Mahal was a forced and competitor in this rivalry. Never really got the storyline. This should have been a Randy Orton, Bobby Roode storyline for a couple of months, but that only lasted a month, and Jinder Mahal shoved his thing face in, and they just threw Rusev in. It's like, hey, that's Rusev, and this match just seems so forced like that so-called pay-per-view that's going to be happening in Saudi Arabia. Uh, <laughs> the glorified house show. Yeah, the glorified house show. You can tell that the storylines in that show are not going to be intertwined with the current storylines here, even though you got, you know, tag team titles, whatever. But what uh, that's just a – it's on a Friday night. Really don't care about it. It's just a glorified house show because Backlash is one week later. Um, I really – out have, of all the they, matches – get to uh, I was going to say, they do have Lesnar versus Roman. There is that going okay. for it. But you know it's going to happen. <laughs> well, well, we'll get there. But yeah. back on track over here. So, yeah, I think we're both in agreement. This match yeah. just really isn't a whole lot to write home about. They did, you know, they put on a show. I always applaud that. But, yeah, it just it didn't have a lot of substance. But one of the worst now, matches of the night. Yeah, if the, every WrestleMania has to have a list of worst matches, unless it's the perfect show, which is extremely rare. You really well, can't you, think I of think one this was just a time-consuming match. A little bit, yeah. Huh. Like, if Mustafa Ali were on there, like, if they'd switched him around, I think it would have actually helped the flow of the overall pay-per-view. But Ronda Rousey, trip, uh, Kurt Angle against Triple H, and the Stephanie McMahon, what a debut. What a match. I had a lot of fun with this. There were a couple of spots where it looked like Ronda was a little green, but overall, man, you have to applaud her. She has made a great transition, and she's only going to get better. That's what's kind of scary in a good way, is that not only did she do a great job working with Kurt and Stephanie, you know, uh, she actually kept Stephanie going. And Stephanie actually, you know, we all know Stephanie McMahon is not really a good wrestler, <laughs> but she held her own for the most part. Uh, this was just good stuff and made me very happy. That intro of Ronda Rousey almost made me fall out of my chair. It was so awesome. Kurt Angle, seeing the classic intro, raises his arms, fireworks come out, Stephanie and Triple H riding on motorcycles. Just all good stuff. And Stephanie finally gets what she deserves. She takes a lot of cheap shots, you know, knocking Ronda off the ropes when Kurt's trying to make a tag. And then Ronda at one point actually even kicks Triple H's ass. It was a little goofy, but still good, really, really good. Uh, Kurt Angle looked fantastic. I, it, it kind of felt like time ceased to pass. You know, Triple H and Kurt Angle really look good. And we get to see the Angle slam again. I give this a high grade. Probably like an A minus, if not B plus. 
Um, I got this as one of my top five matches of the night because if you look, if you listen to our last uh, wrestling show, ladies and gentlemen, you can go back. We had this little discussion when I said that it felt like Triple H and Kurt Angle had to sell this match. My honest opinion, they were the two weakest opponents of this match. Stephanie McMahon I can see and that. Ronda, Ronda, Ronda Rousey Ronda, Ronda. the freaking mountain. Whatever, Rowdy, Ronda, Rousey, <laughs> uh, soon to be Raw's women's champion, by the way. Oh, it's coming. Um, it's coming pretty soon. It's going to be pretty fast. Uh, I love this match for the one reason is that Ronda Rousey made the complete transition over to the WWE. Uh, she had, she didn't execute 100% on the moves, but just imagine like Sasha Banks or Bailey or Carmella or Naomi making their debut match at WrestleMania and compare it to Ronda Rousey. Uh, I guarantee you those like Sasha, Naomi and Bailey, they will never equal the performance that Ronda did at WrestleMania. Maybe that is the same. Maybe that's saying that Ronda Rousey's had, you know, training from the uh, UFC has been in big matches in the UFC, but in those matches, there's only about 12, 13,000 people in the stadium. She walked into an 80,000 seat stadium um, that had 80,000 screaming fans, and she knocked it out of the ballpark. Kind of armbarred, making Stephanie McMahon tap. You knew that was inevitable. But the moves, of course, of Ronda were not what you like to call the best type of moves or performances. You can't, you may not say she was dominant at any type of techniques that she did, but you have to give credit where credit is due. I said last week, and we both agreed to last week's show, that Triple H and Kurt Angle were had to be the ones to sell this match. Mm, no. We Stephanie Mann and Ronda Rousey could have had this match by themselves. Similarly, they did. And Ronda Rousey, in my honest opinion, she has the it factor, and she is going to be pushed and I don't know if they're going to keep her as a face uh, for all this long stint to run, but there is a rumor that this time next year we're going to be talking about the greatest women's match of all time between Charlotte and uh, Ronda Rousey. And that would be pretty Ooh. interesting if that happens because I think that's what the rumor is. And if that's what they are trying to push, that will be the main event next year's WrestleMania in New York City. Uh, but this match itself, it was a great month and a half build. You had good storylines. Um, you get the Kurt little situation, Triple H, yeah. You got to have the mixed man tag. But you could have had Stephanie and, and Ronda by themselves, and it would have been a great match by itself because Ronda, of course, blew my mind. And I didn't expect that out of her, especially her first match in the WWE. Yeah, you couldn't have asked anything better. There's a lot of wrestlers that have come in that look like they have it and have been professional fighters, and they just come out flat. It doesn't work. They can't seem to get the grasp of it. But this was absolutely the opposite of that. She, like you said, knocked out of the park. She was a rocket, and she shot herself to the moon. She's getting pushed. Yeah, she's going to be getting pushed hard. I cannot wait to see that match if it should happen. I'd also like to see her take on Oscar at some time. But I think everyone's going to see her and Oscar more often. 
unless they send Charlotte to Raw. But I think if they're going to do Possibly. something like that, if, they're gonna, if they send Charlotte to Raw, you're going to see that one-year-long buildup to WrestleMania next year. If they do that, you expect Asuka to go to SmackDown, in my opinion. Um, which I'll be perfect for Asuka, in my opinion. There's good competition well, the super, on SmackDown. The Superstar Shakeup is right around the corner. Monday. Yeah. Get, get, get out your draft boards, people. Now, though, we got to move back to SmackDown. We got the Usos, the New Day, and the Bludgeon Brothers going at it in a triple threat tag team match for the SmackDown Tag Team Titles of the World. Uh,. I thought that this was a, an all right match. Uh, it wasn't great. I was like, it, okay, you know what? I, I retract that. Let me see how I can put this. It was good, but it felt short. It was kind of like you're enjoying it, and then it ends. And you're like, wait, that's it? Uh, but there's going to be a little more to it. I mean, after seeing that uh, pay-per-view match where the Bludgeon Brothers just wrecked everybody, like you kind of thought it would get a little bit more brutal, but... It was still all right, and I'm happy for the Bludgeon Brothers. I'm really happy for Luke Harper. He's finally got some tag team gold again. Um, this it, it, ended, it probably ended the way that it should have. Uh, the Bludgeon Brothers need to keep getting pushed hard for a while, and it pains me to say that because I love the Usos. They've been just killing it last year. But I, I think that it was time to pass the hot torch over to the Bludgeon Brothers for a while. I hope that... Uh, they start working more of this new day and Usos kind of come together. Like, look, any one of us, one of our teams should win the championship, but sure as hell can't be the Bludgeon Brothers. And I want to see these two guys go after the Bludgeon Brothers because that just in and of itself really pushes the Bludgeon Brothers like as a serious force, which they are right now. But yeah, it was it was an all right match, just too short, but it it, it wasn't kind of like the. Uh, the, the U.S. title. It doesn't. It didn't feel like it wasted your time. What had Capelli's storyline entering the actual, actual match, unlike the U.S. title? Um, uh, the Bludgeon Brothers, of course, made their well-known entrance to this conversation at Fast Lane, and they knocked it out of the park. Uh, no pun intended. But. I just feel like the the tag team division in SmackDown is just missing something, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, well, there's, you know, that's why they got the SmackDown, or sorry, the Superstar Shakeup coming up. Uh, I've for a while, a lot of people were saying how SmackDown had the better tag teams. I was like, ah, I don't really think I agree with that. I mean, they're good. I mean, if if they were their own promotion, you know, if TNA had that, you know, that'd be really good. You know, it would be better than what TNA has right now. No disrespect to those wrestlers. You guys are putting in work, too. Don't get as much love. But, uh, yeah, there, there's something that needs to be done with, with SmackDown in that. But, again, with the Bludgeon Brothers and the New Day and the Usos, they could carry that for a while. But who's going to come up next? Uh, I know that it, when it comes to the ladies, you got the uh, the icons or the icon list. I don't really know them very well. I've been behind on my NXT, but they came out and they beat up Charlotte, getting a little bit ahead of ourselves there. But it's still a little something that could lead to SmackDown women's uh, tag team titles. But there needs to be something going on in SmackDown. Maybe that'll cure it if they have a women's tag team championship there. But yeah, there's something missing there. But let's move on. 
We're, we've talked about that long enough. Uh, John Cena and The Undertaker. Ha! <laughs> John Cena creates a whole new meme that I'm sure has by now, has now exploded. When you got to get the last beers of the night and it's almost midnight, you know, boom, you see John Cena running. Uh, Elias came out and he completely trolled the entire crowd. John Cena thought that Undertaker was coming out. We thought Taker was coming out. And what do we hear? Uh, there's Elias who wants to walk with Elias. People are mad. No Taker. But he gets his ass whooped. And then finally the Undertaker comes out. And a lot of people are kind of saying negative things about this match. Like they didn't understand how it was booked. They didn't like the choices that they made. I was dreading this. And you guys can go back and listen and see that, yes, I was dreading this match. I was concerned about, you know, Undertaker just looking like Joe Namath out there, can barely walk on, you know, bad Pyrenees and hip replacements. I actually think that this exceeded my expectations. It was quick. Short to the point, Taker got his win, not, took out Cena, and walked out. It showed that he's back. He can still do it, albeit for a short period of time. It was really only like a three- or five-minute match. You know, there, there wasn't a lot to it. Cena basically just got killed. But that's what I wanted to see because Cena was talking all kind of trash about him. That I just felt like, eh, WWE is kind of somewhat over the line. You know, I don't, I don't really like where you're going with this. But I actually thought that it was booked the best possible way, given the circumstances. Uh, first off, um, Undertaker looked like he is in good shape to be in a not an every night type of performer, but can probably you know be like a Brock Lesnar and perform at SummerSlam and Survivor Series and Royal Rumble, so on and so forth. He looked in very good shape. Uh, but you can tell that John Cena kind of uh, uh come on dude, you've been wrestling for what, twenty years and you can barely execute two classic Undertaker moves, the high knee and the a big boot. You clearly whipped on the big boot to smell that you got kicked. Oh um, yeah, that was that was more on Cena though. Yeah, that Cena was Cena. I'm saying people were yeah. saying, Well, Taker Taker didn't go all the way through with them like no, Cena's supposed to run into the foot. Not not the vice versa. Don't don't say Taker did it. Taker actually, in my opinion, exceeded my expectation because I thought, like you said, like last week, he's going to be sluggish. Um, he didn't. He was actually looked like he was a lot healthier mentally and physically. Um, but I think uh, with the winning um and win at WrestleMania, just um uh, just gets. Redemption from what happened four years ago. He finally can leave New Orleans with a W. Um, but we already know he's coming back for the Castic match against Rusev. Oh, wait. Chris Jericho. Uh-huh. Hey. What the freak? Where is that come? Where is the storyline on that? WWE? God. But overall, I like this match. It was, and really, for me, who's anti Cena ish type of person, I like his character. I just get tired of him winning all damn time. Um, because you know he's the face of the WWE. Uh, how Cena's been the last couple of weeks selling this match? He did a hell of a job, much as best as he can. Yep. And I, I got I got to give credit where credit's due. It was an entertaining match, but it was too short in my opinion. But you got to give WWE or Vince McMahon or Shane McMahon or Stephanie whoever got the idea to put Elias out there. 
Uh, when the lights go out, then his little guitar, bling, perfect. Uh, awesome. I feel like they were all just they were all just sitting in a room. They're like, okay, are we gonna tease them? And then every, they all just look at each other and without uh, you know flinching, they all just at once say, Elias. <laughs> I think it was on all their minds. Uh, yeah, dude, the fact that Cena actually like kind of annoyed me with it, you know, I was like, ah, oh, dude, you're pushing it. Like the fact that he actually made me feel that. It it worked. Like when I feel that and my suspension of disbelief is pushed to that, uh, it's working. So yeah, you got to give Cena his props. Uh, this moves us on to the return of Daniel Bryan teaming up with Shane McMahon against Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Oh wait, did I say the return of Daniel Bryan? Oh, yeah, he was missing for half the match. I almost forgot because he wasn't there for half the match. I don't know why they did that. You know, that was really stupid. And it's the same as a guy that's not the biggest Daniel Bryan fan. Like, I like him, and it's good to see him back. Anybody that is ever put in a spot where they have to give up what they love to do, you know? It's, it's like a doctor whose hands have been massacred, and he, can't, uh, and he can't perform surgery anymore. That's basically what was given to Daniel Bryan. Wrestling is his passion. And I wanted to see him back out there. And I root for that. Uh, but... They took him out early. They put him on, you know, uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn just beat the hell out of him, and then they took him on a stretcher. I didn't like the way that they did that. And I guarantee the rest of the crowd, you know, felt that way too because they were a little bit off about that. It kind of felt like, Mm -hmm. okay, you're promising us one thing, and then you pull the rug out from underneath us. But once he got back in, really good stuff. Brian didn't look like he had missed a beat. Uh, Shane McMahon, his punches still still need some more work. I don't know how they've gotten worse because uh, he was so good at it back in the day, and now they just look terrible. Uh, but it was fun. You know, Brian and McMahon win because of submission. They make him tap out. Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, bye-bye. Your walking papers are in your locker room. They are now fired from SmackDown. Uh, it was a perfect ending. I give it about B plus solid B. I wouldn't give it a B minus, but I would have given it higher had it been not for the fact that Brian was taken out for so long. I give it a C because of how they started the match. That really oh, ruined down the full letter grade. Um, that how they got rid of him early in the match really pissed me off. You're trying to talk about this is a great return. I was expecting like what Rhonda did to Stephanie McMahon when she first tagged in. She just went on and started whooping some ass. And unfortunately for Dale O'Brien, we had to go, oh, let's bring the stretcher out. Let's make people think that he himself again. The great return came back to be nothing. And all of a sudden he comes back and like does everything. Like the guy just came back from injury. He just got his dream back. Then your first thing you want to do is act like he's injured again. Come on, WWE. Um, that really ruined the match. I knew, I knew personally, and not personally or physically, whatever. I knew <laughs> this match was going to be vic- uh, won by Shane and Daniel Bryan. I just didn't like how they shoved in the. Oh, he's hurt again. Oh, no. Let's see an old guy wrestle two young guys. Yeah, Shane, you're good and all, but, dude, get away from it. Retire or belong at SmackDown's commissioner or something like that. But 
I don't know if he has to retire. I just think it was a little too much. I think that a, a bit of shade goes a long way. If it's focused too much on him, you see more of his kind of faux pas in the ring. But I still love Shane McMahon. I'm not tired of him. But, yeah, it, it felt a little bit shortchanged, you know, because you wanted to see Brian and McMahon, not McMahon versus Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. But mm-hmm. still, I, I thought it was a good match. That was all right. And then, next up, we got the Raw Women's Championship. Nia Jax taking on Alexa Bliss. Oh, my goodness. The build for this has been awesome. I love the ending. Uh, Nia Jax, though, I still felt should have squashed there. She still got the win via pinfall. But uh, and the fact that Bliss looks so strong is kind of a problem. Uh, but either way, you know, even though they made Alexa Bliss look a little too strong for me, I still really, really liked it. Man, what's that noise back there? <laughs> Sounds like your neighbors are knocking on the walls or something. <laughs> what, me? Yeah, I was hearing something strange in the background. That kind of threw me off my loop. Uh, anyway. Oh, no, my, my uh, microphone uh, connection, my little little freaking thing that comes out of my table that, you know, the freaking uh, – what do you want? The bar that holds the microphone, it got loose. It was dark in the fall, so I tightened it. So that's what you're hearing. That's like we the mic the is save, emergent. <laughs> I'm going down. I'm going down. So continue what you're saying. <laughs> so, yeah, Nia Jax wins. This is what I wanted. This was uh, one of the bigger matches for me because I felt very strongly for her to win. Like, Nia Jax and Bliss behind the scenes are are allegedly very, very good friends. So I I can imagine it would have been a little bit hard, but because of such good friends, I think they're able to bring out the best in each other. I still think it should have been a squash match. But mm-hmm. it was good. I was happy. I went home happy with it. Yeah, that was good. You, the right person won the match because based on the storylines you were telling the fans over the past couple of weeks. Uh, the the kid that was getting bullied got her revenge and became the hero at the end. Oh, and for once, I was actually cool with her crying because it feels like every uh, uh, women's champion like kind of cries when they get the championship. I was like, you don't have to cry every time. You kind of got to use that once in a while. Don't mm-hmm. use it all the time. Uh, I, I kind of hate to bring him up, but Chris Benoit, when, when he won and he was crying, like, that worked. Like, that worked right there. And Nia Jax had Why did he get Chris Benoit of all them? Why did well, you pick I don't, him? You know, I, that's just one of those WrestleManias that for me as a fan, like, I always remember that. That that It is still in my top five favorite WrestleMania moments. And Eddie Guerrero was there, too. He's there with his kid. I mean, you know the horrible things that happened afterwards, but... That's how I prefer to remember him, no matter how horrible, you know, the things he did. I know what he did. I don't go back and watch his matches anymore, but that one memory is what I try to stick to. Hmm. Uh, like I said, you know, it's, I, I thought that Nia Jax really got her spot and the tears felt earned, and I was with that. Now, we are running a little bit short on time, but we're going to finish this out, people. You know we will. we got a lot of things left, uh, especially uh, two out of the three matches. One of them wasn't as important. But AJ Styles, Shinsuke Nakamura for the WWE Championship. Well, SmackDown Championship. 
good, good match. Uh, not as good as their New Japan stuff because when when they did that, like that stuff was brutal. Like I don't think the Vince would have allowed them to be quite as violent because this is a different product. You know, these are superstars, not wrestlers. So it was mm-hmm. a little bit watered down, but this was still a really good match. And they just ah oh, was the cherry on top of the Sunday. It was so good, and I'm loving Shisuke Nakamura as a villain. Just recently on the last SmackDown episode when he was being asked by Renee Young what happened, why did he do it, and he says, oh, I'm sorry. And you knew that he was full of it, and she even calls him out, and he says, sorry, no speak English. <laughs> it's great. Oh, man. Like, he's going to run with this and be a fantastic villain, and AJ Styles is going to have a foil for a while. This is going to be a little bit of Batman and Joker kind of going. You know, I'm going to like this feud. What did you think of it? Uh, we finally... One thing I hate about this type of match is you had two faces fighting each other. Which one was going to either turn heel or which one was going to bow down to, you know, in this case, Shinsuke bows down to uh, AJ, but then we saw what happened after that. This match, in my opinion, was very good, very competitive, very exciting on both ends, but what makes me kind of go, like, kind of, I don't know how to describe it, question this match is Shinsuke Nakamura lost to the Styles Clash. Just one Styles Clash. And that was it to take out Shinsuke. That right there made me go, huh. Why? Well, well but, they're protecting the move. Yeah. But the heel turn by Shinsuke. Thank you. Bravo. Yes. And if you watch SmackDown, Renee Young and him had a little nice exchange where Shinsuke's like, I am sorry that I hurt AJ. Then he winked. Then Renee's <laughs> like, I know you're lying. Please tell please tell the reason why you did it. Then he looks at Renee and goes, I speak no English. Now <laughs> we get to see a bad version of Shinsuke. I wonder how his intro is going to be different. I wonder how its approach to the uh, the ring is going to be. Uh, the AJ Styles WWE Championship, in my opinion, in the SmackDown, it's either going to be very, it's going to be now a very tight competitive bunch with him. Now Daniel Bryan being back in the SmackDown brand, unless they send Daniel Bryan to Raw or someone else from Raw to come back to SmackDown, so you get that little rivalry feud. I'm talking about Miz and Daniel Bryan, but this match overall, I just. Yeah, you didn't know it's going to happen for two months, but WWE didn't want you to know that this match was going to happen um, until after Fastlane. But, God, this was a good match. And what sold it all was Shinsuke's freaking heel turn. Did not see that coming. I expected maybe an AJ Styles heel turn, but not a Shinsuke heel turn. Uh, bravo. That, that, that got me. Uh, I expected more of AJ Styles doing that than than uh, Shinsuke, but I do have a stat that I want to share at the end of the show about the WWE Championship, which has caught my eye. 
because uh, it ties in with another belt and another match later. But this match itself, give it a, a an A minus for excitement and an A plus for uh, getting Shinsuke completely over. Now you got people hated him. Bravo, bravo. That's the job. Now uh, we're going back to Raw. Oh boy, this was. Uh, I don't. I, I don't want to spend too much time on this one. The Bar, Sheamus and Cesaro take on Braun Strowman and Nicholas. Who the hell is Nicholas and who the hell is Renee Zellweger? Dude, man, I was very disappointed with the fact that he used this kid. I mean, it was it was cute. It it felt like cotton candy. Like I enjoyed it. But did it really do anything for me? Is this going to lower my cholesterol or anything? No, it was just, ugh, it was, it was a waste. Uh, congrats to the kid. You know, I'm not going to crap on the kid. Uh, he, he's going to have a moment in his life. He just had a moment in his life that, you know, is, is going to immortalize him. Hopefully kids at school don't, like, bully him, being like, oh, you're the guy who's at WWE. Like, and you know there are kids like that out there. I hope that that doesn't happen. But, man, he had fun out there. So did Braun. It just, it didn't really amount to anything. And it just, you, you give Strowman gold, and then you take it away the next night. Because, you know, obviously this kid's not going to go out on the road. <laughs> I think his parents might have, well, you know, might have an issue with that. Oh, by the way, apparently that kid is actually the son of one of the referees. So, yeah, if you think that, uh, if you were there, and you think you were going to get picked, uh, yeah, sad news to tell you that just wasn't gonna happen. But yeah, whatever. You know, we'll move on. It's like a C plus C. You know, just it was what it was. been a, This is one thing I really didn't like about this match. The WWE had so many chances of bringing back a big time superstar like Bobby Lashley or Jeff Hardy. Or maybe like some other WWE superstars that returning for the great cut, uh, what the great Royal Rumble, the greatest Royal Rumble, like Chris Jericho, um, to come just play do one match. But oh, let's get the kids! Yay! Who the fuck? Really, WWE? Um, you didn't have no Stone Cold. You didn't have no Rock. You didn't have no HBK. You didn't have no. No, Hulk Hogan come out and you know excite the crowd like oh the new attendance record you get Nicholas really yeah it was truly underwhelming you're expecting uh, a Sega Genesis and instead they give you a, like you know Pong really like why <laughs> why would you do that you uh it honestly it ruined the match in my opinion. Uh, the bar, bar a great good tag team. I think they're the one bar. of the most respected tag teams. And, um, I like to see the, the bar, bar lowered. Yes, but I think the bar will be great on SmackDown against the Bludgeon Brothers. I will, I will love to see that type of matchup. But the WWE had a chance to do something, and you get Nicholas. I was really that. The match has been a lot Yeah. But that's about all I've got to say about that. Yep. Oh, boy, the big kahuna. 
Oh, I'm going to enjoy just ripping this match apart. Woo! The Universal Championship. Yeah. <laughs> Roman Reigns comes out. I'm psyched for this. He's taking on Brock Lesnar. They have unfinished business for WrestleMania 31. You go back and watch that match. It was a very physical match, even though the crowd was booing whenever Roman was, was getting, you know, putting in his work. But that match was awesome. It was so good. You got Brock Lesnar, you know, suplexing Roman over the ropes. There was a lot of good stuff there. And in this match, just, God, poor Roman. Like, I I don't, I, I blame uh, Brock Lesnar a lot for this. I'm, obviously, you got to put some, some fault at Vince's uh, doorstep as well. But, dude, something was wrong with Brock Lesnar. He looked out of shape. At some points, I thought that he was drunk. He dropped Roman on his head when he tried to throw him over, a, uh, you know, onto a table at one point. He completely missed, and just Roman landed on his face, like, just, like, skid marked off it. And, you know, after he did that, you know, he was like, oh, oh, like, he really needs to catch his breath. And I immediately went back and rewatched that WrestleMania 31 match. It's night and day. Like, I don't know what was up with Brock, but he definitely wasn't safe. Um, the I guess the best part was really when he takes off the gloves and he punches just the hell out of Roman's face and cuts his head, which was brutal. And I, I thought that Stone Cold was blushing, you know, with how much blood was coming out. You know, you've seen him bleed a lot. Like, that was just a lot more than people were expecting. But it wasn't as bad as Randy Orton's cut. That was way worse. But still, he's bleeding like crazy. He finally kind of wakes up. He gets, you know, spirit. He Superman punches. And Brock Lesnar winds up winning. This is wrong for so many different reasons. Like, this was supposed to be the anointment of Roman Reigns. Like him or hate him, WWE has to stick in a direction. If they really want to give him the ball, give him the ball and let him run with it. Don't keep giving it to this guy who's going to be just pamper to the entire time, barely going to be on TV, whatever the hell he wants. I don't know how much he respects the business. I think that he is a good businessman, like for real, for real, but I think that there definitely is a part of him that's just like, you can't really trust him. He's got a little bit of that ultimate warrior in him with that, with that attitude. Roman deserved better. He should have won this because he is the full-timer. He is the guy that's always there. That's who you want. Even if you can't stand him, if you are a real wrestling fan, then you know this is the right way to go. Having Brock win was terrible. Having so many F5s was terrible. Just this match, uh, just, ugh, it, it, it soured me so much at the end. I mean, I'd give it maybe a C-. minus. I don't want to give it a complete D because I like the ending, even though Roman lost. This match, it just frustrated me. Are you done? I think so. I'm going to sure? take a sip of this water here. Oh, I'm sure there's something else that, that'll pop up in my head in a few moments <laughs> when you give me your point of view. <laughs> <laughs> Hear me out. Yes, okay. we've heard rumors and situations of what happened backstage. And quite frankly, the Brock Lesnar that we see on TV is not the Brock Lesnar that we know behind the scenes. Apparently, true. Brock Lesnar is not respected at all in that locker room by anybody. And 
yes, I know how certain situations happen and certain events happen to make, you know, certain superstars go over like when I forgot his name. Damn it. Uh, oh yeah. It's not, it's, I, mean, I didn't forget his name. I just try and toy with you guys. His name was CM Punk. When CM Punk brought a lot of stuff out to life about what happens backstage and they cut off his mic, Brock Lesnar and Miles opinion because of Paul Heyman, they all know each other very well. They're all friends. They're all good buddies. They're all good pals. Um, there's something this match really represented like a big it, – it was pretty much a – how can I say it? Brock Lesnar and his agent just said a big fuck you to the WWE in this match. Excuse my language, but the whole WWE nation knew this was uh, Roman Reigns' time. This is his chance to win the match. This was his chance to be the face, the, the face of the WWE, the next man up. But because he resigned Same. his before, because he signed his new contract. Well, Brock I mean, Lesnar, like, you stamp him officially, like, boom, this is him. Yeah, you stamp him, yeah. But because Brock Lesnar wins the contract, you make him win the, for the universal title. Okay, uh, who else is going to go up against Brock Lesnar that's not Braun Strowman? You already tried that, and you made Braun Strowman lose. Who else? Samoa Joe? Randy Orton? Who in the hell are you going to go up against uh, Brock Lesnar to switch the title? If you want to get the, 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 the universal title to characters like Finn Balor, The Miz, uh, Seth Rollins, or, you know, Samoa Joe, Roman Reigns is the step to get the belt to those other guys because you can't sell Finn Balor being Brock Lesnar in a match. Yes, this match itself, I kind of trolled people when, you know, I troll my, co- my, my partner here. I call him and said co-host. You're the host of this show. Uh, I troll you a lot. With the Brock Lesnar uh, Roman Reigns ordeal, but then two days, not even two days after WrestleMania, you announced a cage match. No, it was the night of or the day of Raw. Oh, it was Monday. You yeah, it was Monday. I, I was reading about it. Yeah, the, you announced that Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar are going to be fighting each other in a cage match. Where the fuck is the storyline? Build it up. That's why I look at this. <coughs> excuse me. Excuse me. That's why I look at this Royal Rumble thing in Saudi Arabia, such as a like what you just said, an overdressed house show. You have no storylines going into these damn matches. You're just announcing these matches. Like, hey, here we go. How are we gonna get there? What's the stipulations? What happened? No, so because of this, we're gonna have the rematch of this. It's like, oh, keep, come, what the hell? Uh, this match itself, I wanted, honestly, my honest opinion, I wanted Brock Lesnar to win because I thought, okay, let's get this Brock Lesnar match. May have backlash, may have a nice match of this, and have something like Roman Reigns beat him in, in backlash to make the tile switch. Um, but as the match went on, like what you said, you started spotting Brock Lesnar's his ability. I saw when he uh, uh, suplexed uh, Roman Reigns at one point, and just, like, Roman Reigns got a bump in the head, and I'm like, ooh, that is not, not good. And I honestly thought, it's like, that's, Roman's out there. I thought Roman had a concussion, how he was acting like that. I didn't know I was getting faked out. Then the punch in the face, and I'm like, ooh, it's 
not the UFC, buddy. Honestly, this was the perfect time for Roman Reigns to get the bell. I know a lot of fans would have hated that. But if you want characters like Finn Balor, Seth Rollins, Samoa Joe to have a chance to win the Universal title, you have a better chance of those guys being Roman Reigns at future pay-per-views than Brock Lesnar. So, therefore, we got Brock Lesnar for this Saudi Arabia match. Then, what else? SummerSlam? Survivor Series? Royal Rumble? Um, how long is this contract for? A couple of months? A couple of days? A couple of years? But I just know from that all the, articles I, I, all the articles that we've been seeing from are the guys who actually dig up this information in the WWE. Uh, there's some really some dark stuff that's between Vince McMahon and Brock Lesnar that's coming to the light. And it's almost to a point where Vince McMahon was forced to tell Brock Lesnar to win this match because he didn't want the altercation. And that, that doesn't go well, in my opinion. But the AJ Styles Nakamura match, in my opinion, was the best match at WrestleMania. This one, uh, no. It's um, in the lower. I was let Roman, down. The triple threat match, the beginning match, uh, the beginning of WrestleMania, top five. The women's match, uh, Charlotte Asuka, number four. Number three was uh, was the mixed tag. Number two was the Nia. I like Nia Jackson because I love the storyline. Then the main event was the uh, Shinsuke and AJ. But I just felt like this was this match could have had something like either have like a superstar return and do a screw job at WrestleMania, something like that. Make the story a little bit more intriguing, except for watching the same F5 over and over again with Roman Reigns looking like he's not 100% throughout the matches. The match. So, my rant is completely. Oh, but but here's the thing. Here's that stat I want to tell you. This is the first time. This is the first time in 15 years. You have to go all the way back to 2005, 2000, no, 15 years, 2003, where both at that time that was the undisputed championship and the WWE championship stayed with the champion as they exited WrestleMania. They went as a champion, they exited at WrestleMania. This is the first time that the WWE champion went to WrestleMania and won. And huh. the Universal champion went in and won. And also, this is the first time, because this is the first time ever, kind of ironic, that both Royal Rumble winners did not win the respective titles. Huh. Yeah, you know, I didn't... Uh... I didn't connect those dots there. I, I guess that tells you right there what Vince was thinking. Like, this was Swerve-a-mania. Yeah. But, well, here's uh, one thing, to be quick. Why would you want Shinsuke to win the Royal Rumble and Asuka win the Royal Rumble, two international superstars, to get them to WrestleMania, and you build them up to be so these great superstars, and you throw shit in their face? And you know Funaki was not happy. I mean, the entire country of Japan could not have been happy. It's like you got two of the biggest stars that, you know, New Japan has ever had. And oh, both but, of them yeah. lose. Yeah, but... And uh, one of them on top of that shows great freaking dishonor by hitting AJ Styles in the nuts. I don't know oh, how I, well that went over. Uh, I've got some breaking news. Lay it on. Round three of the greatest baseball rivalry has been completed. The Boston Red Sox defeat the New York Yankees 6-3. to 
uh, <laughs> finals. So uh, if you if you want to know some WWE action, go check out what happened last night between the greatest rivalry in baseball and watch that brawl. Yes, baseball. Thank you. Give me more fights. Hallelujah. Uh, sorry, Yankees, you lost today. Yeah, you won yesterday. What to do? Go yeah, enjoy your losing record. I don't know how that feels. Uh, but I want to give props to my my host here, who is a uh, Baltimore Orioles fan, taking four out, of the, taking three out of the four against the Yankees. Uh, I meant to mention that earlier show, but I did not expect job. that either. Uh, but now you're going to come up to Boston the next four days, so expect to lose three out of the four in, up in Boston. So, uh, But that's breaking news. So the New York Yankees, for the third time this season, have a losing record, and, they have a, and they're currently fourth in the ALEs. So back to rest. Not bad. Uh, well, we may as well move uh, – well, you know, we're running out of time here. But let's skim over a little bit on what happened on Raw and SmackDown. Uh, oh, before I do that. Quick thing, Brock Lesnar, the contract. I almost forgot. Uh, what I've been reading is that this contract could actually uh, – first I read that it was a two-match contract. Uh, but the the fact that uh, Lesnar is not actually in the USPA, uh, whatever it's called, the, uh, the, the, the doping uh, – the doping process where, you know, they test you for six months before you have your actual fight, all that stuff, all that rigmarole that he has to go through. He hasn't signed up for any of that. So if Brock Lesnar is going to fight, it's not going to happen in the next six months, which uh, gives me the impression that he's going to be sticking around for a while. Oh, so, shit. So yeah. we're going to see him in SummerSlam? There's a very good chance, yes. Damn it. I know, dude. It's just going to keep going. Like never ending uh, but... story. <laughs> or it's the song this that is, never ends. This is the song that never, that never ends. Brock Lesnar. <laughs> this is on and on, my friend. And my friends, he's the reigning, defending, undisputed champion. All right, we'll stop. Stephanie McMahon kicks off Raw this past Monday and quickly gets put in her place by Ronda Rousey again when she tried to, you know, play the old McMahon card. Oh, you know, I was just pushing you, you know, like you're truly the greatest. You know, if you work with me, we're going to set the WWE on fire, you know, and Ronda's like, ha, yeah, sure. No, screw that. Ah, give me your arm. Ah, no. It was, it was really good. It was a great way to start raw. <laughs> Funny joke here. Not really a joke, ladies and gentlemen, but uh, it's about me watching. Cause I miss raw live. Had to go to work. My man should catch a simulcast version on YouTube on my phone. Got off the reception. And the only way I can watch it, because of my while I was doing at work, is the only way I watch some guy was simulcasting Raw in Japanese. So I was watching Raw in Japanese and huh. watching the Ronda Rousey and the uh, uh, Stephanie McMahon, you know, opening the intro of the show. Uh, if you have a chance, go try and find a simulcast of a different foreign language and watch Raw. It's amazing. I had no idea what the hell they were saying, but it was awesome. But I knew based on how the intro happened, what's going on, man. I saw the couple of matches, but it was very funny when they went Stephanie McMahon here. I don't know how to speak Japanese. He goes like, Team T, Ta 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 Ta, Stephanie McMahon, I'm the Razzi, Kikagawiat. That's what's the names. Their wrestling names don't change. Now, the language around it, of course, 
It's like you go around the here in the United States when people speak Spanish. You go no habla español, and no, you don't speak English. But why do you say like a product name like Dr Pepper or McDonald's? It's that Dr Pepper or McDonald's. It's nothing different. It was just pretty it's intriguing. I know it's kind of illegal to simulcast WWE products on YouTube, but it was kind of odd. Yeah, I ran into it, and it was quite entertaining. But I got home in time to watch the next hour and a half. Right when I walked in, I saw the return of uh, uh, Bobby Lashley, who I think is the the guy that is going to take down Brock Lesnar, in my opinion. But that's in the future shows. But anyways, that actually is. That is the rumor, actually. We're jumping ahead a bit, but that is the rumor is that Bobby Lashley is uh, going to be going after Brock Lesnar. That is, there's a good chance of that being a SummerSlam. I mean, again, this is still hearsay. The rumors are what rumors are. This is wrestling, but don't be surprised if you hear about that. Uh, and Ember Moon has come up to the main roster. I'm very happy to see her. I really like Ember Moon. I haven't seen a lot of matches, but... From what I saw, she was excellent, and she's going to be a great mm-hmm. addition to uh, to the Raw roster. Give me a Raw tag team women's division, please, and I want Oscar and Amber Moon to be on tag team. Oh, that would be golden. Yes, thank you. Vince McMahon, Who's come on. on, we need those tag team titles for women's. That would be an awesome tag team pairing. It is getting to the point where it's where we're getting over stuff. There's not enough titles to go around. Well, there's only two. You know, there's a lot of ladies, and you mm-hmm. want to keep them relevant. Bring in the title. Another debut that came in. No way, Jose. Yeah, 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 yeah. What? What is this? Like, I, I, I felt like his music may as well have been somebody calling my mama. It felt like the same thing we saw like eight years ago with Brutus, you know, like this. No, 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 not Brutus. Adam Rose. Oh, yes, it does also remind me of Adam Rose. I always (laughs) think of somebody calling my mama first, though. Like, that's just kind of my first thing to say. I thought that they were both very similar with the dancing and everything. Uh, Bleacher Report loved it. Uh, I was reading the review. They they gave it an A. I was like, really? Like, dude, this is terrible. You know, I like their breakdowns, but dude, like, really? An A for that? Like, ugh, nah. No way, Jose. No way, Jose, for me, dude. Don't really I don't need think it. he lasts. No way, Jose screams Carlito to me. A little bit, but Carlito, like, was a dick. Like, he was great. And he would literally yeah, he was a, he, spit apples at people's faces. Like, he was a great Carli- heel. Carlito like, actually was a heel. He played a heel. Yep. No way Jose will never be a heel. His character cannot be a heel. That's what's going to ruin like ruin get ruin athletes or and wrestlers. Some of them know how to turn heel and some of them don't want to turn heel. Like John Cena, the closest thing you get to heel is what he did the last couple of weeks. But everyone yeah, knows it John actually Cena, it did feel heelish. It did. Yeah. But No way Jose uh yeah, welcome. You got called up to Raw. Great. We're going to see him on Tuesday nights from a long time now because he just seems like a guy that's going to be sent to SmackDown. But I don't think they usually send new guy who people who got to just get called up to get sent to there. But can he get sent to 205? No, he's too big to be cruiserweight. Mm-hmm. 
That brings us to uh, what's going on with the tag team championships. Uh, Nicholas and Braun Strowman uh, reluctantly relinquish. There's a tongue tire for you. Reluctantly relinquish the championships to Kurt Angle. So now we're going to have a uh, like a tournament, basically. So, Gallows, uh, uh, Carl Anderson, Drew Gallows, uh, going up against the Revival. Uh, the Revival get the win. They finally get a push that they need. I just felt that it was unfortunate that they were facing each other because I think these are both really good tag teams. And if you had separated them to other uh Whoever, I, I can't think off the top of my head right now, but I, I didn't really want them together. I would have rather seen like the Revival beat the Miz, Siraj, and move on or something. I would have, would have liked it better. I didn't want to have to choose between you know my vanilla ice cream or my chocolate ice cream. I didn't like that. But the match was all right. It's moving it forward. I'm excited to see what's going to happen with this tournament. I just like tournaments. That's always good stuff. Well, because here's the thing. I I didn't I didn't care who won out the Gallows or the Revival. I was more intrigued on the other match with uh, Matt Hardy and Glorious. Glorious. I know yeah. I fucked up right there. I didn't mean Glorious. To say glorious. I'm like Bobby Glorious. Glorious. I know where. What? what? <laughs> and and uh, Bray Wyatt and like I said last week when I said. And they came back as a tech. No, I wasn't me tech. I know it's me texting you on Twitter when I said that when Bray Wyatt came back at once. Like I said, these guys need tag team titles. Was that me saying that to you on Twitter during WrestleMania? I think it was me. Uh, I think so. Yeah. I said these guys need tag team titles and they get in these tournament and now they're Monday night. They're going to be facing for the tag team or to get the number one contendership for the tag team titles. So yeah, I want, I want them. I want them to belt. I want them to have the belts. They definitely need it. They got to ride the momentum. Mm-hmm. Uh, just and Seth Rollins is obviously riding a lot of momentum. We talked a lot about him. He celebrated his championship win. You deserve it. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, of course, the Miz decided that he had to get in the middle of it. But wait, gasp! It's Brother Nero. Jeff Hardy returns. And he teams up with Ben Balor and Rollins to take on the Miz Taraj. Uh, dude, good stuff. Can't go wrong with it. They made it the main event. If I remember correctly. Yeah, it was it was the main event. Yes. Uh, it, it was good buildup. And I'm just damn happy to see uh, to see Jeff Hardy back. Uh, I don't know how they were handling the DUI that he got. That was most unfortunate. You never want to. You know, you never want to see that because, you know, a lot of wrestlers have had a lot of problems and, you know, DUIs, you can attribute to a lot of wrestlers, unfortunately, and you, and you just really want Jeff, you want the best for him, make sure that he's well first and then get him back on the road. I guess he, he's all right now. Uh, it got, it, it, got, it, it's good it got threw down. Hey, really? It got thrown out? Yeah, what what I read or not read, what I saw on the uh, was it what culture WWE? They said that the DUI, the machine that it was supposedly that got him on the DUI was uh, not properly okay. calibrated. So therefore, ah. the kind it, they said it got dropped, but it, it, it's North Carolina, so I I don't know what what happens there. So if he's wrestling, that means something happened. And if he's wrestling, that means something good. I'm not, you know, saying to go out there and go drink and drive people. I'm just saying 
if you have a DUI, you're talking about Vince McMahon, who's not going to allow people with DUI in the XFL. So there's something, something got cleared up. So it was nice, but the main event of Raw, eh. yay. I'm getting tired of the Mr. Ross, I really am. Yeah, I like the Mr. Ross, actually. I have a little soft spot for him. Uh, probably has a lot to do with the lineage of of the team. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Mr. Perfect and Blackjack Mulligan. Uh, Sasha Banks sticks on Mandy Rose. Uh, you know, Bailey, of course, sticks her head out. Uh, are they are they not enemies? I don't know at this point. It just kind of took away from the momentum of WrestleMania, like exactly yep. the very night after. It just was like, what is this? So Bailey gets involved. Sasha Banks gets hit. Costs her the match. She's pissed at Bailey. Bailey walks off. Oh, what did I do? Eh, it was you know, just going backwards again. Don't know why they're doing that. I feel like we've been beating the dead horse on this. And yeah, yeah. So it is what it is. We, so then, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll move on from that. Uh, then we got Elias trying to get more people to walk with him. Well, <laughs> Bobby Lashley walks down the aisle and says, "What's up? I'm back. Now get out of my way. I'm taking my spot back." Uh. Loved it. It was really good to see him again. I've always felt that he's somebody that was underutilized, even with his WrestleMania moments with Trump and shaving his head, like all that stuff, you know, just didn't really, again, have substance to me. So, and, and he struggled for a while. He wasn't the best wrestler, but his work at TNA was really good. He stepped it up, and he's a much better performer now and a better talker on the mic than he's probably ever been. So, it's good to have him back. Uh, feel bad for Elias because that hurts his character, but he'll probably bounce back. Yeah, because everyone wants to walk with Elias. I'm yeah. just glad that uh, I'm glad that Bobby Lashley's here. We've heard the rumor of the last couple of months that he's coming back to WWE. Um, there was rumors that he would have showed up at WrestleMania. He was spotted at WrestleMania. Um, but, of course, it could have been the perfect time to get him out there during that tag team match with Nicholas. Um, but overall, glad that he's back. It builds more intriguing matches in the WWE, especially in the realms of the Universal title pitcher or the WWE title pitcher if, you know, some type of switch happens. But besides from that, I feel like Elias is walking down that dark path of just being the guy who uh, gets beat up by everyone. And please, I do not want to see another... Uh, Bray Wyatt scenario. That's exactly what I was thinking. He'll be in Wyatt territory. Pretty like Wyatt finally quickly. got out of it, though. Yeah. Then we got the Authors of Pain. They make their debut. They squash hey. the great Rhino and Heath Slater. He's got kids. He's got kids. Uh, yeah, that was a good debut for him. See what else they got. I don't think there's a whole lot to go on here about. They came in mm. and just crushed Slater and Rhino. Rhino I haven't, seen, I haven't even seen him do a gore in forever. Can't, can't that guy gore one guy? Come on. Then Roman Reigns comes out, and he does a really weird promo. Uh, again, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of Roman, but I thought that it was a rather unusual promo. It just kind of like, it didn't seem like he really went anywhere. But Samoa Joe comes out, adds some fuel to the fire. Uh, just calling out Roman. The crowd loved it. 
I wasn't a big fan of it because I am a fan of Roman, but I recognize what good storytelling is going on, and Samoa Joe brought that. I don't know what that was with what Roman was talking about. Like, I, I knew what he was talking about. It was just the way that he was saying it. It's like, uh, are you sure that concussion hasn't worn off yet? If you got one. <laughs> but just, uh, just look at this. Just look yeah. at this. WrestleMania on Sunday. He didn't really he didn't fight on Monday. Then in two week time he'll be in the greatest Royal Rumble match, cage match against Brock Lesnar. Whoop de do. Then six days you're gonna have him in a match with Samoa Joe at Backlash. Yeesh. Poor guy, he needs a vacation. Yeah, that's a large workload. Yep. When when uh you know, before we move on, because like we got to get to SmackDown, we are running out of time. But uh, look, I, I expected Roman to come out and be like, "Man, you know, Brock, he it took everything to to beat me. You know, he bloodied me up. I almost had him. You know, something like that. Instead of just being like, oh, 'Oh, I'm going to win it.' You know, in a very just kind of quiet demeanor. Just he seemed wonky, or uh, uh, I don't know. Just he seemed off his game is the best way to put it. I don't know whose fault that is, whether it's the writing or him, but it was an off promo. Woken Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt take on Titus Worldwide. Guess who won to move on into the tournament? Woken. Take a guess. <laughs> yeah, the Woken ones. Of course they win. Titus O'Neil and us. Uh, Paul Cruz cannot get a break. Paul Cruz is such a he could be such a star but he's just wasting away margaritaville he cannot get a real true chance i agree uh yeah yeah we uh, you know that's just what it is it was good to see bray uh bray Wyatt and matt hardy playing nice kevin owens and Sami Zayn later on show up looking for a job and kurt angle says he's only got one spot left but tna is hiring uh, if they want the spot, they're going to have to fight for it. It's a really good fight. I, huh. I'm always down to watch Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn fight. It's always good stuff. Uh, it was fine, except the ending. I actually found one of them was going to win. Don't let it out. I hate that, especially when the stipulation is who's going to get the job. So you know you're probably going to see him next week. Yes. They're going to try again and again, but this time they should make it a little more fun. Like they're trying to bump rush the security to get through. <laughs> yeah, correct. All right. Uh, last match of the night, Rollins, Hardy, and Balor. They uh, beat the Miz to Raj, who didn't see that come in. Uh, solid match. Don't, yeah, don't have a whole lot to say about it, but look, Jeff Hardy and them, they, they all had fun. They all did their finishers on pretty much everybody. The crowd was going one more time, one more time. It was a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, yeah, what more can you say? The, the fans went home happy, and it was a good way to end the show. So it was a good way to end the Raw after WrestleMania. Those are always the best Raws to watch. and I, So it was a good good Raw. I liked it. Um uh, it just felt like something big should have happened, and it never came. So, but still what have you do? we have fifty-one weeks until WrestleMania, so we don't have to worry about that. So let's continue SmackDown, or just briefly go over SmackDown if you want. Yeah, I feel bad that we kind of got to rush everything, but you know, you've got, you guys have stuck with us for long enough. <laughs> we'll try to get out of here very soon. 
Paige, we'd be remiss to say uh, she she made her announcement that she retired uh, from in-ring action. I wasn't sure what was going to happen after that, after seeing that on this past Raw. Lo and behold, you see her the next night on on SmackDown. They've just announced her as the new GM, which is a great move. Uh, It echoes Daniel Bryan, and she even mentions that in the promo. I'm very happy to see her there. I actually got a little bit emotional about it. I was like, oh, this is so good. This is just a really, really good idea. Because I I would miss her. I love Paige. She's uh, definitely one of my favorite female wrestlers, and I think that even before the Women's Revolution, she was a part of it. It was a good move by the WWE. It was a good very good. Uh, the Usos went on to take on the New Day uh, for the number one contender title. Dude, man, these guys just always put on a good show constantly. They they never have a bad match. Although WrestleMania was a bit short, uh, that was the that was the biggest complaint about it was that it just it ended prematurely. They went right back to business. They gave a good show, the, uh, a good uh, uh, a good SmackDown show, which a lot of times can be run of the mill. Like you've seen these guys fight a lot, but they always do something good and different. It's uh, just freaking solid. <laughs> uh, yeah, who was that? Good. You might ask though. Who won? Ooh. Yeah, the Usos. Usos. Oh. They're gonna keep going. It's for the best for the Usos to win. Uh, the New Days had their run. They can be in third place for a while. Wait a while before you give the titles again. I say wait about six months to a year. The Usos need to get revenge. Yeah, I agree. Uh, By the way, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we'll be going to podcast mode. So the rest of this, you have to download and listen to the second and the last minutes of the show. But we'll continue with some SmackDown talk. So continue, good sir. Naomi, Natalia, this was a really good match. This one surprised me. I'm a big fan of both. But I actually thought that this was a really good match. Uh, they, they told a pretty good story. Actually, I thought it was just a like, time-consuming match, but it and turned out to be a very uh, about, about six or seven-minute type of match, and it was awesome. And I really, I really enjoyed it. It was a very entertaining match. Yeah, a lot of people they don't give. Uh, well, Naomi, a lot of people are giving a lot of credit to because she's been rocking it lately. But Natalia, I've always felt, has been one of the most underrated wrestlers. And I I thought she brought a lot to this. And again, it's just a Tuesday night show. You know, you don't expect this great quality. But I suppose that WrestleMania week rub, you know, it uh, sticks around. Everybody, you know, they, they put on a, a better show. Even though it should just be a regular television show. <laughs> yeah, but it was, uh, it was in New Orleans, so. Yeah. Uh, the what, what what do they call that? The uh, the the Smoothie King Stadium, yeah, or something smoothie, like that. Smoothie King Arena. God, uh, my brother was commenting on that. He's like, "What the hell kind of name is that?" <laughs> Charlotte, though, oof. You think she was going to be celebrating? She fought so hard for that title, and Carmella comes out after the debut of the Iconics, Royce and Kay. I don't know a ton about them, but I've seen a few matches. Fantastic talkers on the mic, and they just beat the living hell out of Charlotte. It was so good. 
And then Carmella comes out. I was losing my mind. Uh, the referee was taking forever to actually ring the bell to say she's legitimately cashing the money in the bank. Yelling at the TV, come on, Doc Devereux, do it, do it. And I love Charlotte, but I also love drama. That was awesome. I thought that uh, I thought it was very strange that we didn't see Carmella at WrestleMania, other than uh, the Women's World Rumble. I was like, why didn't she come out and try to cash the uh, money in the bank? Boom! There's your answer right there, and you get a little more extra. The SmackDown has been excellent so far. This is just to me. Well, you knew the first Women's Money in the Bank champion was not going to lose on cashing it in because it'd be stupid the reason why for Carmella to do it. Carmella got it. She won it. Congratulations. But this builds up to my theory of Charlotte going to Raw on Monday night to continue to either have her engagement nor her engagement, really, James, or her feud with Asuka and the potential feud with none other than Ronda Rousey. So, Good, good, nice storyline. All sunshine and rainbows. Uh, but really, right after right after WrestleMania, hmm, whatever. I didn't like it. But anyways, Charlotte's still maybe the the best women's wrestler right now. Oh, she is. Um, I think that she is. And I think I have a feeling that SmackDown holds her back. Uh, she needs to be in a bigger role. And I do think Raw has the potential of getting her on Monday, and that's what I think, and what I do think is going to happen. And hey, congratulations, Carmella! You just beat the Queen, even though you didn't really beat the Queen in the actual match. <laughs> I don't see Car- Carmella holding the belt in, for a long time on SmackDown, anyway. So, well, anyway, stop thinking about it. she really didn't do anything at all, even to begin with. Like just okay. having that title because her boyfriend brought it down. So you know the 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 egg, uh, the turtle. God, the turtleneck as JBL will call him. What the hell is his name again? Um, oh, E. But God, with the backwards hat. Why am I blanking on his name? I guess I wanted James to get Ellsworth. rid of him so much. Yeah, James Ellsworth. I wanted to get rid of him so much. I just ugh, it pushes name out of my head. But. Hey, look, if James is listening to this, dude, I'm jealous. You you got to be in the WWE, and I'm just doing a podcast on it, man. Like, clearly, you're uh, you're, you're the guy right there. You win that battle. But, oh, God, I just I did not like James Ellsworth. That, that ran its course, you know, for so long. It was running on fumes by the time they got rid of him. Uh, Rusev Day, I can tell you right now, uh, Rusev needs to go to Raw. Uh, he just is not getting the opportunities that he should be. He is, and then they take it away from him. Uh, I would not be surprised if he leaves and if he and, and leaves soon, uh, especially after what happens, because he doesn't get the number one contender match uh, as Randy Orton himself and Bobby Roode got together. Uh, and winner goes on to face Jinder Mahal. And wow, really, Randy Orton, of course, he wins the number one contender spot. Oh, man, come on. Give it to Rusev. We've already seen what happens when Orton and Mahal get together. Freaking the great colleague comes out. Need we say more? Hmm. You said exactly uh, what I was about to say, so. Great minds think alike, dude. Correct. 
Uh, and then, well, we're going to go out on a high note with this. AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan. Really a dream match. A lot of people want to see this. I myself want to see it. Again, not a huge Daniel Bryan character fan, but he's a great performer in the ring, and I can't argue with that. And this was more or less a perfect match, even though it ended in a no contest, because <laughs> Nakamura came and hit you in the nuts. Yep, again. he does it again. What'd you think? Oops, I did it again. Uh, <laughs> hit you <laughs> in the nuts. Daniel Bryan, yes, AJ Styles, very good match. That match itself could be a WrestleMania main event one day. I just have a feeling Daniel Bryan is going to wrong and is going to unite the Miz and the uh, Daniel Bryan feud again, which, by, by, by the way, was always epic during when he was still the GM at SmackDown. Uh, the Nakamura heel storyline, yes, more of it. Give me more of it. Nakamura is just knocking out the heel role already. He can play both heel and face. AJ Styles, uh, one of my favorite wrestlers in the WWE. I want to see this as a two- to three-month feud. I want to see this either ending at SummerSlam or ending at Money in the Bank. Don't make this just, oh, we're going to go to Backlash, and that's it. No, continue to... More pay-per-views, even though the WWE is going to do the four-hour pay-per-views now because it's dual brand. Stupid idea, but anyways, yeah, it was a great okay way. Yeah, it was a great way to end WrestleMania week. It was a great way to um, to really intrigue the the viewing audience in the WWE universe of how heel. Nakamura is going to be and give him more of it and we will all enjoy it together there's a lot of fresh stories a lot of fresh new characters and Bobby Lashley is back I mean there's a lot going to be going on like you said they definitely have launched something here Uh, the imagination is reaching its limits here (laughs) how much more can they stuff in here well that's what we're going to find out in the next coming weeks. And of course, you know, we're going to be there. We're going to document it. We're going to talk about it. We're going to rip it apart. We're going to praise it, whatever it may be here at just bring it wrestling talk. We are going to be back next week. We thank everybody for listening. We really appreciate it. Even if it's one person or 30 people, it doesn't matter if you're listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, If you could take the time out of your day, if you're listening to us on iTunes, please leave us a five-star review. It helps us out a lot. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at at WrestlingMovieG, at WrestlingMovieG. My main man, Jay Dash, my co-host, he's over at XF Podcast. We're working together. You know this. XF Podcast member to follow him. And uh, before we head out, is there uh, any last comments? Any last thoughts? Any last comments? Any last thoughts? Hmm. 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 NHL, NBA, playoffs. Yes. Playoffs. Here's here. Playoffs. Tonight, I watched my Bruins just slap around Toronto like Toronto should be 
slapped around. Um, yes. So, playoffs, playoffs. Good luck to your Wizards, by the way. Going to play Toronto as well. So, hopefully your Wizards do, do the same as what my Brewers are doing to the Leafs. So, great time of year. Playoffs, hockey, and basketball is finally here. Yeah, we're going to have to really pull it out. Uh, this is, you know, I still think that we can beat them. Uh, I still believe that Upset City is right around the corner for the Wizards. I believe that they've got a uh, a mental edge over Toronto. But you never know. They're the number one seed for a reason. And we're the eighth seed for a reason as well. And it just almost seems like the stars are lined up for us to face each other. Uh, go Caps. Go Wizards. Go O's. Go Nats. Redskins. For the love of God. Make some good signings. Have a good draft. And with that, guys, we are out of here. We will catch you next week where we talk about the newest Raw SmackDown episodes. And, of course, you know we're going to break down the <clears throat> greatest Royal Rumble. And with that, we bid you adieu, ladies and gentlemen. Take it easy. Good night, and see you next week. Oh. I'm touching myself tonight. I'm Ron Burgundy. You stay classy, San Diego.